Welcome to episode 101 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, YouTube, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Hulu, Spotify, wherever you get your content. We take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we are talking about The Bear Man of Bunkrana, we're going to talk about Blade Runner, we're going to talk about my head injury, we're going to talk about the Ninja Turtles a little bit. At the time of recording, there was not a trailer for Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. There currently is a trailer for Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, and it looks cool. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, rating and reviewing, liking and subscribing, all those good things help us out. Head over to Instagram also and follow at the Endless Cast where we put up art and clips from the show. And that's a good place to suggest something for us to watch, disagree with us, so just engage with us there. On top of that, you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. And again, disagree with us, reach out to us, suggest something for us to watch. That's a good way to get in touch. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to The Endless Stream. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the sounds of the boyfriends you don't want. Someone described us that the other day, didn't they? No, although I know I'm her favorite of the three of us, so it's fine. This is true. But, you know, I was talking to her afterwards, and, like, she likes hiking and foraging for fucking pine cones and shit and, like, lunatic behavior. Lunatic behavior. Oh, no, um, you're not into it. You're you not, know, like, not a nature we, guy. We sit down and talk about film and nerds. Yeah. Oh, I'm a nature guy. I'm just not going to get up on my Sunday and go look for berries. We live in a society. No, man. Here, look, I've been learning about the deforestation. Oh, shit on us. We're shitting on her. She shat on us, we're shitting on her. Who? She shat on us, we're oh, shitting okay, on okay, her. Okay. Remember which team you're on, man. Man team. <laughs> what team? Um, <laughs> I watched, uh, oh, I can't really can't remember. It's like the Return to the Wild, the Bear Man of Bunkrana. Bunkrana? Uh, yeah. The Bear Man of Bunkrana. Where yeah. did you watch that? On Netflix. They're like 20 minutes episodes. There's four episodes. They obviously tried to launch a TV show. Of like this guy opening up a zoo uh, in Bunkrana and bringing back all the indigenous species to Ireland, so brown bears and wolves and different types of big cats and stuff. Um, and like he goes to the Natural History Museum in Dublin and he's talking to the curator of the museum there. You know, I forget the gentleman's name, but um, he's talking to this guy and he's saying like, you know, I plan to bring back all the extinct species of Ireland, you know, your man's just like, I think you're crazy. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, you're, you're kind of thinking like, like scientifically, like he's going to, he's going to do it. Like he's going to like rebreed them and introduce them into the wild and do it scientifically. And it's just like, no, it's, it's, it's an outdoor zoo. That's it's like photo wildlife. Sorry. I'm just reading about this as well. Yeah. Re- rewilding populations is, Interesting. I guess, like, in many ways, Ireland is very small. In many ways, yeah. there's lots of empty rural space at the same time. But I don't know that we want wolves knocking around them. I do, yeah. No, man, I do, yeah. You do want wolves knocking around I want around br- them. Br- wolves and brown bears. Should, should be the way, man. We Apparently, we had eagles and everything. Well, we have some eagles. They, oh, they, re- they were reintroducing gold eagles. Gold eagles, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, they were yeah, you're right, you're right. Gold you're right. eagles, 2000. Yes, you're right. They, they, yes, so you're I, right. I think there has been some... Yes, they, I, I think they are yeah. back. Um, pursuit of that. But, uh, yeah, but I'd love, I'd love... But, like, you know, kind of, like, this guy's talking about reintroducing these animals, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, kind of, you see him with the with the wolves. And sure, the wolves, kind of, God bless them, are as domesticated as dogs. 
You know what I mean? Like when he walks into her enclosure, they all run up to him and they're all jumping on him and licking him and stuff, you know? Mm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, it's 150 euro a week to feed a brown bear. I could have. Doing the maths on my own lunches. Uh, I, 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 I think I could, uh, you know, make the correct sacrifices to, to afford that. To feed a bear? Yeah. I can live off pot noodle. And then I can, and then I can have enough money to, 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 to have a pet bear. Sure, you're a bit of a brown bear yourself, aren't you, though? Oh, that's what they call me mm-hmm. in Hungary. The Fekete Madva. It means black bear. Oh, I guess your hair is black, isn't it? Nah, man, it's actually just brown. It's a dark brown. It's a dark, dark brown. Yes, but uh, yeah, they call me Mirkash Fekete Madva, which is the angry black bear. Uh, and then some of them call me Matsy, which means teddy bear. Oh. But it uh, depends who you talk to. I'm either Madva or Matsy. <laughs> Sometimes both. And are you... No, I've always been called a bear. I don't think we can fucking reintroduce bears to Ireland. No, well, this is the thing, though. He's not reintroducing him. He's just opened up for wildlife up in Donegal. Okay, well, that's that's fine. But that's what I'm saying, though. Kind of like... Maintaining a population of indigenous animals that are no longer represented is, is cool. I guess. I guess. Like, if you could tell me that it's... I'm such a cautious human being. I've I've watched them like the arguments around reintroducing eagles alone. Like farmers were like they didn't want these things anywhere near their sort of animals because these things could pick up fucking chickens or young sheep or something. They were really worried about it. Yeah, farmers were shooting. I know, like, but that's that's kind of like, that's the issue though. It's just kind of like you, like like you know f- over farming has caused these species to be extinct and why is humans need to overproduce a priority over the ex- the uh, existence of particular animals like it's not we got mm-hmm. greedy and we overdid it was it far was it farming like they they very systematically got rid of the wolves anyway the they very systematically yeah. got rid of wolves um colonialism has seen to a lot of that stuff as well you know yeah i I think the like ideally the concept of reintroducing like indigenous animals like wolves and bears and, and and you know tigers and elephants would be great like but like can you ensure the 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 safety like I, I and I'm not I'm not saying that as if they can't I'm saying I'd love somebody to explain to me what the uh, ranges of these animals are and if we could put them into a situation or or place them in a situation where it's not going to wander into somebody's back garden um if so, I know. Awesome. I know what you're it, saying. Like, like at this stage, like kind of the grim reality is that, like you know, if you reintroduce these animals, they will pose a danger, and people will eventually get hurt. And it's just like you know. But again, mm-hmm. you know, is human life more important than animal life? You know, I don't really think so. But I think they're the same. I can't remember where I heard somebody do the statistics of like you put wolves in the environment and you stop. X amount of disease killing people because they take out this population of animals. Oh no, it, it Yellowstone. Mm, uh, it, it Yellowstone is it? I think well, it's like they take they take out moose and they don't get hit by cars, so you'll save X amount of lives. They will eat about two children over a five year period. Fair. So you got to sacrifice two children, but there's a lot less car accidents. Um, well, it's, that's good. That's good to know. Um, you know, we also like you know more than we cut animals. People, people, people will never make that decision. Well, they think two children are inevitably going to get taken. Well, I think if we call animals, we should call humans, you know, and a little sacrifice uh, wouldn't hurt, you know. 
Cool. Wolves, okay, so were... I think as long as you don't specify the class of human that we should pull, <laughs> I think we can keep that bit in. Yes, yes. Um, I'm just trying uh, to, well, like, the amount of stuff that you say that we need to cut. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> He's gaslighting the audience. It's not true. Am I gaslighting the audience? Yeah, because you're, you're telling them lies. Hey, hey, them... hey. Lies are one thing. <laughs> gaslighting. Um, but That's what, an accusation. What was I going to say, Tito? Um... Uh, yeah, no, we can certainly kill humans. Fuck humans. Uh, collectively, I don't care about humans. Uh, in the sense of, like, uh, like they're not any more important than wild animals, you know? And look, did you see, did you see, um, uh, we, we just have, we just been cursed with more sentient uh, and self-awareness. Is that right? Mm. I'm going to, for your own protection, walk you away from this topic. <laughs> but I was going to say, um... They introduced wolves in the Yellowstone, and it has right. such an effect on the ecosystem there. They even changed the courses of the rivers. Did you hear about that? Yes. Yes. So, yes. So there yeah. is, there is a, essentially, there's a benefit, but, uh, you know, at what cost? Human life, it's only two kids a year, every five years. <laughs> and that statistic wasn't pulled out of my ass at all. <laughs> you know, uh, 70% of all statistics are made up on the spot. But, um, <laughs> yes, a uh, hundred times 90% of all statistics are 50% true. Um, numbers, 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 everywhere. Yes. But uh, not a decimal point to co- Coherent truth there. Yeah. But, um, well, I can say, the, the Bear Man of Bunkrana, I, I watched episode one and skipped to episode four um, because, you know, uh, I, I, I only have so much minutes on this planet. Um, so long story short, COVID kind of fucked them, but they're still up and running. Okay. Yeah, that's so funny. Are there were there four episodes? Yeah. Did anything happen in those episodes other than like this guy has animals? We ran out of money. We're still up and running. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Should you? Bad show. Do you do you have a like? When you see Irish content on Netflix, are you like, I could watch that on Irish television, I don't come to Netflix for that? No, I don't watch Irish TV, so uh, if I see Irish content on Netflix, uh, I, there's a good chance I could consume it. Really? Okay, yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. So, oh, okay. I watched... Um, What's the argument around the license feed then, if I'm going to Netflix? If people are producing content for Netflix... They're not going through the Irish system. There's probably funding schemes involved before that actually happens. So there's probably an involvement. Now yeah, well, the, the licensing scheme though in Ireland for the TV license is just a, it's just owning a TV or a, no. But but like the fact that you see this on Netflix means they probably whatever production company made it. I'm just making shit up now, but I would assume whatever production company shot something in Ireland. Yeah. They will have gone through the Broadcasting Authority, through Screen Ireland, through RTE, got some funding for it. Gone to Netflix, got some funding for it. So there's money coming from lots of directions to make this thing happen yeah. before it gets broadcast on RTE and gets put on Netflix as well. So you, you consuming it on Netflix is you consuming content that is the result of the license fee. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think the license fee goes that way, but anyways. Where do you think the license fee goes? Uh, having been involved in some of these type of pilots and TV shows in the past... Mm-hmm. Many many moons ago, mm-hmm. uh, basically, like it's kind of a shot in the dark 
for the people to to kind of like you know make these type of things and to get picked up or not that's that's how it goes more here i i feel you know i think there's obviously there is schemes and all that kind of stuff but like i think that's for more more what? structured stuff um let me do a, a moment's googling i can edit out the silences but i just i'd be i am really curious because i know the whole fucking the whole the whole jib jab is putting together funding well, I see with the Bear Man of Brunkana, I'd imagine like that was all very much off their own back of like we're going to make the zoo and we're going to make a TV about it, to promote the zoo. It's going to be great. It's blah blah blah, you know. So they probably used their money, their own money, to shoot the four episodes, thinking eventually they'll be able to pitch it to RTE and get it picked up, you know, or whoever would pick it up. However, COVID happened and the whole thing went to shit. That's what happened there. Okay, so you think they were shooting it themselves? Yes, 100%. I'd imagine so. And I'd say they, then they just... Well, I, I imagine so. I shouldn't say 100%, but I imagine well, so. See, I'm, I'm just really curious about production methods, you know? Like, that, that is a thing that I do find interesting. Like, people making something on spec, it doesn't happen as much as you think it does. Um, You know, like, why would you... Like, I don't know, some people do, but why would you spend X amount of money... With no executive producer for RTE, Ray McCarthy. So it's it's an RTE funded. It's what Bear Man and Brunkano is RTE funded. It's definitely RTE involvement. So there's an executive producer for RTE associated with it. Whether or not they just bought it, but if they bought it, that's funding it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, RTE is definitely involved. Okay, there you go. There you go. So um, that money, fuck. Huh? That's why all that money, fuck. Only if you haven't been paying your license fee. I paid my license fee. Okay, fair enough. Let's keep going. I was trying to think about what I have done this week. Um, I think we spoke last week about the fact that I handed in notice of work. Yes, you did. You mentioned that last week. Yeah. And uh, we recorded that podcast on Sunday. And then I had a lovely Sunday day, I think. Well, I don't remember what I did. But it was a good Sunday, I think. What did I do? Oh, I did pancakes that day. Because um, I had missed Pancake Tuesday. We went off at the end of it and did pancakes. And Brian sent us a picture of his pancake. Um... And then I collapsed in the middle of the night and lay on the floor unconscious for 10 minutes and woke up in the bathroom going, what the fuck? Where am I? What is this? Yeah. Uh, my face is pretty good now. Uh, most of the swelling and whatever scratches or stuff are mostly healed away. Um, the same person that shot on our podcast um, said I brought a sort of, uh, what did she say? Sort of a, a, an unhinged energy. On Friday, yes. wild eyes, a hobo look. All I was missing was a cup and asking for change. Um, so, uh, a head injury is not great for a stoic nature. Um, <laughs> no, you looked. At I have no. Battered. I have no answers. I just have guesses. I think. I. I think I fainted and then hit my head, and that's why I was unconscious. Um, you got up too fast. Teeth. You needed to poop, and you cascaded to the floor. Doesn't. Doesn't. Doesn't poop, but. Um, Yes, I got up and went out to the bathroom and then woke up in a really weird position, like with my head pinned under a chair leg. Like, you must have been freaked out. Or I think just, I handled it pretty well, just to be too fair, but I might have just been in shock. Yeah. Were you sleeping like, on the couch or in your bed? Couch. Okay. Um, feet elevated, which is, again, blood to the head. Okay. So then when I stand up, rush out. Oh, my God. Blood drops, I faint, and that's that's my guess. 
you know, because we went to the hospital the next day. Like I spent six hours in the hospital. And again, getting on a morning call with somebody who you've just given notice to and saying, hey, I'm going to need to go to the hospital for a while today. So yeah, I maintain I was working because I was answering emails and Skype messages over the day. Um, I don't want it on record anywhere that I took a sick day because you did not. I want to get paid for that day. Um, but uh, it is funny getting on a call like the day after you handed over going, hey, I'm going to need to leave for a while. <laughs> Terrible. Um, did not take a sick day. But like, I think it, um, I think it, we, we can see how that plays out as to whether or not I get paid for that day at the end of the month. Um, I think it helps that I showed up like swollen, bloodied, battered, with yes. a bit of a shiner. Um, I went and got a, a blood test, an ECG, a CT scan, a um, bunch of stuff. And all of it said nothing to be seen. Um, the CT looked at like my face. It was like, there's nothing broken. He asked me if my nose had been broken before because it was crooked. I was like, is it? No. No. Get, get away. No, not at all, dude. Your nose looks exactly like my nose. Hmm. We're nose bros. It's very, it's very concave. I wouldn't mind a little more like bridge to it, but that's just my own nose issues. Um, I, I yeah, yeah, you, you've got nose. a, you've got a good line. You have a good line of the nose. Yeah, prominent nose. Prominent. Well, I wouldn't say prominent. No, it's but not it's, prominent it, at all. It, it, it's, um, it's uh, effective. <laughs> Thanks. You've, you've good efficient nose. You know what I mean? It's, it's. Anyway, Terry has. Wild, my, you met Terry, my friend Terry. Yeah. The, uh, uh, we'll get into that. What happened on Friday? But uh, Terry has wild nostrils, doesn't he? Have you ever seen Terry's nostrils? I never noticed Terry's nostrils. Terry's Terry's beard and hair scenario is is strong. You know, like yeah. there's a he's a wild man of of Ross Common. Yeah, thick eyebrows as well. Yeah, I yeah, we, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we look very similar. People thought mm. we were like sometimes when people find I would have a twin or you know brother, they would often assume Terry was my said brother. Mm. Uh, we definitely look related, even though we're not at all. That was one of the funniest lines. Is like I'd rather be at David's birthday. <laughs> Terry's, he said that to me all week. He's, he's terrible. It's genius. When you've yes. got a twin brother and you're at one brother's party, you just go, I wonder if he's doing anything better. <laughs> he's an asshole. Just to look at this one and go, you are interchangeable, but the event might be better. <laughs> yeah. um, he's very funny. I love Terry. He's a great guy. Um, but yes, go on. So you, 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 you had your poor old uh, collapse on Monday night, which is obviously horrendous. Uh, how yeah. are you feeling now? I think I'm feeling like, look, I say I think I'm feeling fine. Um, I'm a little like, I'm a little run down and scattered. And I'm hoping again, getting to the end of the month, taking a bit of time off on the other side of it mm. might uh, chill me out a bit. It won't. Um, because I'm putting shit on my plate. I, I'm making it sound like I'm doing loads and loads of stuff. I'm doing nothing that isn't fun in my evenings but or, or my days. But I just get up and have to go and do a thing, you know? Um, like, it's it's hard to argue that going to a comedy show in the evening and laughing my whole off isn't enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? Other than the fact that it's just energy expended as you get up from work and leave and yes, I know, but like get a dart into yeah. town. And, you know, you are doing a lot, though. I saw... Um, it was a, it was a I guess improv sketch kind of variety show on Thursday, and Shane Clifford was on, and 
he was sort of a comedian towards the back end of the the night and he said what a fun evening we're having i'd hate to ruin it with jokes i was like was such a little shady comment at all the improv and sketch oh that had gone before. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't realise. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, he didn't even say it as acerbically as I've just said it, but yeah. there was a moment where people kind of was like, did he mean that? <laughs> That's hilarious. If he did, oh. Um, ah, well, you know, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it was funny. It was yeah. very funny. Um, oh, I don't know. I, do, I just enjoy this shit. That's good. Excellent. I enjoy this shit. Um, but it does mean that, like, my week has been weirdly, like, uh, scattered. I haven't been watching much stuff. Uh, I'm plowing through Columbo, as as we've uh, said. Um, I got to a very odd episode where Patrick McGowan and Leslie Nielsen are in it. Oh, yes. Um, do you remember Patrick McGowan from, like, The Prisoner and things like that? Uh, well, I would... I would uh let me just Google him to be sure. I've seen, I've seen your, um, your little, your, the, the cute little reel you did. I've the seen cute it. Little reel. It was such an. I guess they're spies, but there's this moment where we're, it's like it's kind of trying to do James Bond a bit in the seventies, but it's like a TV budget and everybody's like a walking silently around rooms with purpose, and then a jacket comes off and Leslie Nielsen's got a shoulder holster on. Oh yes, okay, yeah. He lies down on the bed and his shirt's open down to his chest, and he's just lying there waiting for the phone to ring. And it's such an awkward pose as he sort of looks at the phone mm-hmm. and like answers it. And Patrick McEwen's at a desk, and then they have this code word conversation. I want I, I wanted to go away and like just write a sketch where two people just talk to each other like this. Um, mm-hmm. But any sketches I shoot never get shot, or any sketches I write don't get shot just based on like the amount of effort that it takes to produce something. Yes. So I just said fuck it and made a little TikTok. Yeah, no, you're right. I want to do more of those things, but you need the ideas to pop into your head. The phone rings and McGowan says, Colorado is a river. To which Leslie Nielsen responds, Geronimo is an Indian. Native American. McGowan then replies, There's no beach like a long beach. An amusement park. Two hours. It's such a weird... Yeah, it's not not very... um weird conversation but it's also not very cryptic is it like I feel from that I can probably derive where these people are going to meet up well I don't I mean where uh, an amusement park at Long Beach mm. is Long Beach a thing uh, Long Island were they I think they were in LA right oh, I don't know um, Book One yes Long Beach California yeah um. Anyway, look, I just saying, I am. I, I what I've been working my way through is is the Columbo of it all. It's he's very done, funny. He's done four episodes of Columbo with that man, McGowan. Mm. Yeah, I, I I got to one where Robert Vaughn's back and it's like, oh, they stopped giving a shit that like but people are repeating and stuff. Yeah, repeating themselves or playing different characters. Yeah. Which um, is great. Just I'm doing an episode of Columbo this week, which was it is just fun. Mm-hmm. Like people like Robert Vaughn. Um, if you ever watch um. If you ever watch F is for Family, and yes. he's watching that TV with TV show with like, I don't know who the villain or what the name of the show is. Like it's like the McClintock. Yeah, like it, it's there's some show that he's watching, and it's like a portly guy with like a fucking comb over hairpiece and like a cravat oh, chasing he's, after. But he's completely ripped off of like Robert Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Is that it was, it was Robert Vaughn? Like uh, I want to say like the man from Man from Uncle. Uncle? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. yeah. TV's James Bond. Yeah, pretty much. Um, That's a good place to be. But the Avengers? No. The Avengers was Patrick McNee. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and then, depending on your era, Diana Rigg, Joanna Lumley. Um, I never remember the guy that played Gambit in the New Avengers, but um, I like the head on him. Good looking, good looking uh-huh. head. Uh huh. Good looking um, head. Yeah. Good like, head. Good. Good. Yeah. Doctor Goodhead Dr. from James Goodhead. Bond. Do you remember that? Did nope. I share that to you? No, no, no. Is that a real? Who did thing? I send that to recently? Yeah. Ro- Ro- Roger Moore walks into a room and goes, "I'm looking for Doctor Goodhead," and she, the lady goes, "You found her," and he just looks her up and then goes, "A woman." Oh my god! It's such a weird moment. It's my fa- it's my it's favorite a- James Bond moment because it's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, so- <laughs> it's creepy, but um, oh. you're creepy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, do I make a TikTok where I'm sitting drinking coffee watching this? Yeah, on a, on a loop. Dr. Goodhead. A but, woman. <laughs> but um, terrible. Terrible. You're going to fuck, right? Terrible. Uh, yeah, make it a thing. That could be your thing, man. All it takes on TikTok is to have a coat full of hams. Um, I enjoy that woman very much. Um, how are you getting on on TikTok? Your TikTok journey is is taken off. I, okay, yeah, yeah, this is true. I'm officially on TikTok. Um, mm. You can find me on TikTok at puka.tattoo. That's T-A-T-U. P-U-C-A dot T-A-T-U. Mm. I have three videos up there. I have 100 likes. Oh, no, sorry. I have six videos up there. And I have 100 likes. And each video averages about 250 likes although my first one did or watches but although my first one did get 820 I have no idea what those numbers mean if those numbers uh, how many times have you watched your first video about about 821 times (laughs) Um, do my do my do my views count actually I I don't know let me see because I'm watching at the moment I'm watching one at the moment and it's a short one and then Mm. I'm going to get out of it but I've had some nice friends be supportive and that's really nice and mm. because I haven't got a fucking clue about this shit, um, and I don't, no, my my views don't count. So I lied. You can't mean a lie. I did not watch my own video eight hundred twenty two times because it might have gone up, gone up in that one second. Um, I'm on TikTok. Oh, I don't know. Like I'm trying, you know. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I hear. Look, to be honest, I'm not even doing it. I'm not doing it for likes or follows. I'm doing it so people can see my work and get in contact with me and get tattooed by me. You know. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't put enough effort into it, but I do put some mental stock in this stuff in terms of like profile and exposure generating. Um, are you looking at what other tattoo artists are doing by way no. of their TikTok profiles? No, not really. It would be worth doing that. I, I, yeah, it will for sure. I've had a hectic while, but oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I will. And I think, to be honest, I've been saying I'd be because it's a marketing tool, really. Is, yes, is what you're trying to use it for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like you um, know, full transparency, you know, and um, mm-hmm. same as my Instagram and stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm very fortunate to have like a good time on Instagram and I have good customers and all that kind of stuff, you know. But uh, uh, and I'm I really I you know kind of. It, you know, again, fuck it. You know, it's it. This is life. People talk. Uh, yeah, like I used to kind of be very burdened by Instagram and you know compare myself to others, the amount of followers people have and likes and all that kind of stuff. You know, I used to, and it used to bother me a lot. I, I guess to a degree, you know, uh, well, it certainly did. Um, but uh, but I don't know COVID happened, and then I realized that you know, 
priorities are uh, are, are, are different now, you know? Mm. Um, so, like, when it comes to Instagram, I post on it, uh, and I just, that's it. I leave it be, and then I just answer messages. I don't uh, bother with likes and follow, you know, like, they're, they're, like yeah. those things necessarily aren't necessarily important to me in the sense of, you know, kind of, they don't bring me uh, serotonin. I think I'm healthier, you know, for that, you know. But uh, no, I'm really, I'm really grateful for these tools because they allow me to uh, uh, access uh, a customer base that I probably wouldn't mm. have access to otherwise. However, uh, I'm also really proud of my, 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 you know, small following on on mm-hmm. on Instagram, and I really love my 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 small following, and and it's kind of like I'm also content <laughs> in that you know in that in that region of being, uh, you know. Uh, as Eber jokingly calls it, micro influencer. But um, but no, I like I just I like what I have. I like that little corner I've I've kind of carved for myself online. I do like it, and uh, you know, and I'm trying and like you know the reels and stuff are fun. I'm trying to kind of do those things. Um, I'm not very good at them. Uh, one of the girl, one of the women in work, Vanessa, she helps me a lot, and she's great. She does nice little videos and everything for me as I tattoo and when I tattoo. So, you know, I'm really grateful for that because that really helps. And then I stitch them together myself and do the different bits and pieces. But, you know, takes a village to make a TikTok. Takes a village to make a TikTok. Yeah, I think I was telling you, like, as well, we, like, we were watching, we were watching an Irish comic kind of blow up on Instagram and, and like, he's got a big TikTok following and it's funny watching him gain, like, 100,000 followers over the space of four days. Mm-hmm. Um, That's scary. Yeah. I do find this, like, I find it, like I'm realistic about where I am in terms of like comedy and the content and the stuff that I make versus like what my actual job is, where I make my income versus like I've no delusions of fucking yeah. celebrity or through fucking social media. But it's interesting watching people build followings through this. So we were talking about um uh MTGM, is that it? My therapist ghosted me. Yes. Is a podcast we were talking about them a little bit on Friday. Is um, that Vogue Williams? Vogue Williams and, and Joanne McNally. Yeah. yeah, I've never listened to it, but I know people who like it. Yeah, but what I'm sort of sliding towards is I was walking towards the gaiety to come towards you guys on South William Street, and I started noticing the crowd of people going to my therapist ghosted me, and it's like, oh, these people all have a like a look and a vibe and an energy, and they're all buzzing and they're going to a thing together, and it's going to be fun and they're going to have a great night. But it's like. You found your audience. You know what I mean? Like, whatever they pitch, like Joanne McNally's Prosecco Express type of thing, you know, I don't know her content really to comment on it, but by the time you're queuing off Prosecco, it's, you know, nights out with the Garlows and and brunch and, like, that sort of, like, energy and vibe and lifestyle kind of concept, especially with Vogue Williams as well. So it's like, what is, like, I'm not, I can't appeal to, like, the, like, the rugby lads or the, the, like, you know the the finance bros or the tech like what's what's our what's our th- group of ded- what's the dedicated endless stream fan look like nerds, nerds. is it harry yeah, harry harry yeah harry white guys yeah. probably comic book bears <laughs> yeah comic book bears uh um, i know before i ask the question <laughs> yes um but no i we love I, you, you guys know, yeah. we love you we, we 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 love all of our listeners, no matter shape, size, color, creed, race, religion, ethnicity, chocolate preferences, 
Ice compressors. No, I, I'm I'm really trying to laser focus. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a, a survey out, and once I find out what the biggest group of you like, what demographic the biggest group of you fall into, I'm really gonna like really just hammer oh, content for no. those people. You know, um, you know, if you're a fundamentalist Christian, then let me tell you, I have found Jesus, and oh you God. know, He is the way. He is He is the way. He is the um, way. The way to Vogue Williams's husband. I think his name is Spencer Matthews. Uh, is currently trying to retrieve his brother's body from Mount Everest, uh, which is quite sad. That is. I'm just thinking about that in terms of, like, like my brother's into, like, climbing shit, hiking up stuff, um, and occasionally he talks about, like, Everest or what it would take or, like, you know, the, the base camp trips that you can do, um, where, like, you're not necessarily climbing Everest, but you're doing, you're going to... The Himalayas and, you know, make an next hike up to the base camp of Everest, you know, and like that in itself is a fucking schlep. Actually, um, I just had a thought. The end of the stream takes Everest, yeah? No. All three of us? Actually, most of the, end of the, most of the people I know who actually listen to the end of the stream are female. Well, let me tell you, have I got a brunch spot for you? Uh, hey, 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 don't what, shit on what? brunch. I love brunch. I'm not shitting on brunch. I'm now laser focusing my content. So I Anyways, was in swords there's yesterday. There's no such thing as gender. These are all gender uh, constructs we're being conditioned to believe. Brunch is gender neutral. Anybody can enjoy brunch. Open your WhatsApp. <laughs> no. No, no open, open your WhatsApp, right? Yes. Look at these pictures and tell me this isn't like distilled brunch energy targeted solely at women well these are great pictures is this there is this did they put this on for people this is just the venue walk into wow. the place this is what it looks like wowie yeah okay yeah to be fair um you know i stand corrected that, that that's that's a bar aimed at a demographic which yeah. is perfect. Yeah. This is what you do. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've that's got plenty of like. Let's be honest. That's um, how business works. We've got plenty of like fucking rockabilly bars and fucking old we don't. nerd and we don't. We, we don't. We, we got. Don't. We got the one. We um, got. What, what bar do we have? We don't. We don't. I'm just trying to make Dublin sound metropolitan. I've had a head injury, Kevin. A head injury. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, that's the problem. Uh, but um. I was going to say something there. Oh, yeah. Frank, well, look, there's enough. There's enough spaces in in Dublin for us. So you know, I'm no. Not I'm, I'm saying like it's like you. a good thing. Like I was like, I have a feeling. Like, I don't know that place. I'm not familiar with swords. Um, that place is probably a nightclub at night. Um, oh, is this in swords? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. a place called Betsy's, I think, or the Betsy. No, no, um, no. I think I've. I think I've heard of it. Um. Do good food. It kind of had like Howl at the Moon energy. You know the way they like plushed that place out in the in the two thousands. Like so, you just hang on now. Over designed, so confused. Over designed, but like, go on. I was watching the Mandalorian this week. Sorry, go ahead. Oh my god, uh, I didn't watch that yet. Uh, I heard it's very good. Um, that's not got sidetracked. So, mm. you, I thought you were walking past when you were coming. T- to that William Street, mm. you said you were walking past where? Uh, the Gaiety. These are separate the events. Gaiety. Yeah. These are separate events. You're confusing yeah. me with. Yeah. Yeah. But the same. Well, people? it's just the conversation has moved on. No. The 
Earlier I was saying that in walking past the gaiety, I saw the audience and the demographic that head to, to MTGM. My, yes. Versus, like, at the same time, I got the dart and take that, we're playing Lansdowne Road, and it's like, wow, there's an audience here that you can spot as well. Um, well, I you imagine know, you, my you see the type of people that I think my therapist goes to me, their demographic would be females between the age of 24 and, like, or 20, 25 and 35. Probably, and older, I'd imagine, but I'd imagine that's what they're, that's what they're going for. Sure. You know? Yeah, but there, there was all, there's also a, an aspirational kind of lifestyle vibe to it as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. They, you weren't going to a concert. You weren't going to the take that concert in like your trackies or, or like your t-shirts for the gig or whatever. Yeah. Everybody had got done up nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's... Yeah. Everybody was done up for a lovely night out because there is a sort of a like a lifestyle Irish celebrity vibe off of Vogue Williams yeah, and I don't McNally hear, and yeah, I, I know. Everybody yeah, I know had a great... Type. I'm I sure type. everybody yeah. had a lovely evening. I don't want to have... I don't want to... I don't want to say the type because it's... It's a demographic of people that went to a thing and love a thing. It's their audience. It's great. They went and had a great yeah. night. And that but like, started like, me thinking about finding audiences. But, so, you, but, like, but, but you think of the, the Comic-Cons. There's a type that go to them. Like, here, look. If you go on to book at fucking TikTok, Jesus Christ. I know people who work in Finn and Planet. And if you go on to TikTok, the stuff that people say about the demographic that go to Finn and Planet is fucking cruel. Yeah, it's yeah. so or, or, or somewhere like a games workshop type of place. Yeah. I don't I like, I don't past like games. I, I thought all past games website workshop did a night and it was like maybe like we just say like nearly nine o'clock or something you know and there was just tables and tables of people in there just like oh playing a game myself and you were walking past going like it's so fucking cool that there's just like that was my reaction yeah like i was walking was past the same with people and, and shit on it those people i was just like this is great sorry go ahead but no, i'm just saying it's the same with the demographic or the, the vote thing it's just like it's great that you know there's I'm, there's path, i'm saying there's, that there's specifically for everything great. yeah yeah. yeah, I love that people have their, their... So this got me started thinking about a... Not this specifically, but like I was talking to somebody. <laughs> we got a piece of feedback on the show we did because that show elicited feedback and one of them was like, you just need to work on the craft of improv. And it's like, well, that's a fucking scathing uh, thing, uh, review. And somebody went... That was um, obviously anonymous, was it? Yeah, and somebody jokingly went, yeah, you fucking hack, work on your craft. Like, this is somebody I know. And and I laughed at that, and I went, my response was, no, I'm happy fooling all of the people some of the time. Or I'm happy mm, fooling mm. some of the people all of the time. Mm. But I was thinking about that phrase, and it was just like, you can fool all of the people some of the time, or some of the people all of the time, right? It, it's You can't fool all the people all the time. I was thinking about that afterwards. And a fool is the wrong word, but it's like, I don't need to fool all of the people all no, the time. Entertain. I just need... Yeah, I just need to fool some of the people mm. all of the time because there's eight billion people. Some of them is enough to fund me. But that's that's pretty much you know. I just need my audience. That's pretty much what I talk about on my Instagram. Like I don't need the biggest followers or the biggest following or anything that at all. You know, I've carved myself a nice little corner of the the the, 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 the Instagram bloody you know uh, machine. Mm carve myself a nice little corner of it that I'm, I'm proud of and I'm happy with, you know? And if it continues to go grow, great. Uh, but that's not that's not going to be from a lack of work or effort, you know? I do have to put their effort in and I don't put enough in, but I will be putting it more in because it's fucking a necessity. Well, it, it's just, it got me thinking about phrases that meant one thing a while ago and don't necessarily apply in the same mm-hmm. way anymore. Like, you can fool all the people all the time and some of the people, some of the, like... Whatever I've got that wrong this time, but it's like that. That look that that saying still makes sense, and its original tent still makes sense 
Um, but I did find it funny that go, I could, I could kind of twist that too. I don't need to fool. I just need some of the people to buy my shit. Mm. And it's good. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is like, you know, oh, you can't judge a book by a cover. And it's like, that made a lot of sense when you leather bound a book with just the name on the exterior of it. Yeah. But we literally make covers for books specifically designed to give you an idea of what the book is like inside. There. Yes. You know, there's, there's yeah. art and the blurb. And yeah, yeah. Also, you know, and then the whole we can we can make of, some pretty simple judgments on books based on covers, uh, for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. And also, kind of, and and that and that goes both ways. You know, you can you can judge a book by its cover, think it's great, and buy it in this shit. You can judge a book by its cover, think it's shit, get it, and then it's great. You know, first impressions mm. are just impressions; they change. Mm. If you're someone who judges off judges somebody off of like your first impression, uh, that's too quick a a, a jump. Yeah, well, like, it, it, it's it's me saying the original intent intent of that expression is you know don't judge people, get to know them. Yeah, or don't judge a scenario, get to know it. But like literally talking about books, if I walk into a bookshop and there's a book there with a space ranger with a laser gun, I'm like, that's going to be a sci-fi book. Book judged by cover. Yes, I I saw a movie on Netflix. All right. Very very straightforward. The the if I was to judge the 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 movie by this cover. Um, this movie uh, just hit the nail on the head instantly with what it was about. The movie is called Fall, and it features two thrill seekers, uh, extreme sport climbers, climbing a two thousand foot uh, radio kind of tower to the me. very tippity top, uh, and a how and what happens when they get to the top, and uh, it's uh, it's I actually like to be honest. There's some parts of it. You know, it's 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 just it's just two people on top of a tower for the vast majority of the movie, you know. Um but uh it was just oh my god, the anxiety, it was just awful. It was great. Like the movie's not great, but they, they did a great job of like kind of making like I was anxious for so much of it, which is good, you know. Uh like yeah, if you're if you have any way kind of like I've been to some pretty high places and I am not comfortable with heights and mm-hmm. uh, but I always I always enjoyed them and uh, this movie does a good job of just like making it like oh god I don't like any of this at all ever I hate it you know but it was great it was great great fun uh, it's a bit of a silly movie but it was great fun is there anyone we'd know in it uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it oh cool okay uh, does he play the tower of, he plays the f- girl's father who's climbing the tower ah okay. Uh, he's in it for all of two seconds. It was a probably, okay. uh, you know, I'm going to get a bunch of money for doing this movie. Mm. You know, I know you're going to film for like, you know, a day. Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, horror, it's, see, it's, it's terrible to talk to you about this because you you, you can't hack it at all. But um, don't it like is, it. Don't yeah. like it. It's, it's like, the, um, uh, is it, is it, um, oh, drifting or the, the, there's, yeah. there's a few. There's a few type of things where like people go scuba diving and they come up with the boat's gone. It's like, uh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, people. Or the one with the one with your one on the boat, or the one the one on the surfboard. There's a shark. What's that? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. With what's her face? The one with the head. Is it Blake Lively or Kate Hudson or I think it's Blake Lively. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but. what was I going to say to you? Um, yeah, but like, you know, some of those movies, I like them. I saw one before. I can't remember the name of it. And it was just two girls stuck under the tarp of a public swimming pool. 
Uh, yeah, I don't want to watch it. Don't know. No. It, it was great, man, but it's, no, thank it was you. awful. It was so good, though. Don't, I don't care. No. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. You. Uh, Fall no, is great. It does a good you. job of, you know, I felt it good, did a good job of uh, making you feel really anxious, the heights and stuff. And like, realistically, it's probably just shot on a, like, you know, a seven foot pillar in a green room. But uh, yeah. I really liked it. I thought like, no, you know, it's a silly horror movie or it's a silly scary movie. I People do, make I bad do choices. I love but it's fun. that. I love that like logistical concept as well, where it's like we're able to make something that feels expansive using limited yeah. hardware. So you remember the movie The Cube? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I liked that movie, you know, you just they built one set or maybe they built like two boxes yeah. so you could go from one yeah. to the next and they just changed the color lights in the panels and you were just going from one room to the next and whatever the weird trap was in that room. That was class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, fall was a bit of fun for sure. Mm. Um, I rewatched. Um, I say I rewatched. I fell asleep as well. I rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine last night. Oh yeah, I just watched it for the first time recently. Okay, did you enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. How do you feel about it in relation to the first Blade Runner? I've seen the first Blade Runner loads of times now, um, and I have a terrible memory of it, which is awful isn't it you know but uh and i've seen it dozens of times uh how do i think it's ridley com- scott which so just ridley scott we were talking about legend as well uh for the listener a little bit and how there's a sort of dreaminess to legend mm. and sort of some of the concepts and some of the scenes are almost difficult to hold on to because of that dreaminess mm. and and the etherealness of the soundtrack and you basically said something similar there about blade runner you know it's um it's it moments from it are hard to remember because there's yeah. so much of it that's just atmosphere and being yes. in the space yeah. but you remember the key narrative beats but like when he's like laying on the couch dreaming off and stuff it's like yeah. I still think um, now I can't remember the gentleman's name and you'll have to forgive me uh, what's the last name he died there recently um, and he's in Blade Runner the first one and he's the guy the first he's He's the guy who's just like, uh, you know, I've seen Starbeam. Rutger Hauer. Yeah, Rutger Hauer, yeah. Uh, I still love that monologue. I think that's a great bit. I think I watched it when oh. I was a kid, and I was just like, there was enough in that little bit to be like, wow, this universe is huge, and this guy's a history, and it's so expansive, and like, that gave me chills, you know? I didn't even have to, like, I didn't need to know anything about it. It's just alluding to all these, like, you know, things in the past. It's just like, wow, that's a great bit. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sea beams on the cusp of Orion. Um, it's all like all like what is it? Tears in the rain or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful bit. Um, what did I think of the new one? Yeah, I like. I liked it. I thought Batista was pretty cool in it. That's that's that movie. What year was that? Which the oh god, I'm old. That um, movie is the I, th- I said to you before. That's the one where um, I was like, okay, I think there's more to Batista than the sort of John Cena, the rock angle. Like when people, when you're thinking about ex-wrestlers picking a path of performance, what he is able to do in his stillness and in his smaller movements with the sort of scale and power he has there, it's like, oh, okay, this guy's an actor as opposed to a movie star. And uh, I thought it was very good. I have been, I've had time for Bautista since 2049. And I mean, beyond, <laughs> beyond yes, enjo- beyond enjoying him as an action movie caricature or character, like in, in like um, Drax in in Game of Thrones, I've had time for him. It's like, oh, cool, let's see more of him as like a character actor. 
Um, and he's doing it and he's saying that like he's vocally saying that and putting it out in the world like I want to do more yeah I want to be a character actor yeah because he's even saying like he's aging out of all this like uh, muscle stuff you know yeah he's in his mid 50s 50s but he's in his 50s but um, yeah I do I did like Blade Runner Uh, I did like it Uh, kind of geez like I said kind of I watched it a couple of weeks ago um, yeah, like I think it's, I think it's a good, a good, a decent follow-up. I think, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it loses me a bit towards the end. I do have to watch it because um, I, I fucking fell asleep. But it loses me a bit towards the end where it's like, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether or not I, I dig too much into this. But it's like the, the argument as to whether or not Harrison Ford's character is a replicant is, um funny i think it's been settled or i think they've landed on something but for a while like ridley scott was he's absolutely a replicant and harrison ford was like he's not a replicant because if he's not a real person then what why does this matter Mm -hmm. um the the fact that he shows up older and there's no concept that he is a replicant or they i don't know i like the idea that he's a replicant it's it's more interesting to me um so throwing that away kind of annoys me in terms of production design like it's beautiful so much went into the world i do wish that they'd given him something other to wear than gray t-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. as Harrison Ford. I know that's them finding something comfortable for a guy in his mid-70s at that point to be wearing, but so much of Deckard was the like the world and the styling at that point, and they've yeah, that, done the, that for the, Gosling. Like future neo-noir. Yeah, they've done that for Gosling, and I know there's not really much reason for him to be dressed up in you know, an abandoned Vegas casino, but like it would have been cool if he had a little more like Deckard swag, you know? Yeah. Um, the the scene on yeah, the he, dam at the end is so cool that yes. fight like it's great love is a, such a fun character she's vicious you know and, and there's a real sense of menace about her mm-hmm. like she like a slap off of love will break your neck you know yeah yeah it's uh yeah look I, I, again like uh, I liked it you know uh, kind of. I yeah. I think it's a good follow up to the first one. Did um did that anime ever happen? There was some. I believe there's a Blade Runner anime out there, isn't there? There was something that got built around the same time. Anna de Armas is someone who is in that as well. That like I completely like. I don't think I like her. She was a thing. Great. I don't think she was as big a thing in the year that that came out. Like it wasn't until Knives Out that I really registered her as a okay. performer. Um, uh, I think she's she's great. great in it. Yeah, yeah she was great in it. Uh, yeah, Blade Runner Black Lotus. They come out. Uh, I just haven't watched it. Yeah. And that's dealing with the era where the power cut happens and 10 days and all the records mm. are wiped. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I should watch it. Um, you know, just, yeah, I'm, I'm always happy, like, world building stuff, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily, mm. uh, you know, be too, too in tune with the first one, to a degree, you yeah. know. Um, oh, actually, uh, I started, have you heard about Moon Girl and Dinosaur? Uh, yeah, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur. Have you watched any of it? Is it out? Yeah. There's oh, at least four or five episodes out now at the moment. Okay. Uh, they're like 40 minute episodes. I put it on. 40 minute? The first one was definitely 40 minutes, yeah. Okay. I thought this was like a cartoon, like kids cartoon, 11 or 22 minute episodes. It's a 40 minute Here, look. Here. Let pilot. Me, let me check. I, I see. I don't. I, I'm pretty to sure. To be fair, the, like the Justice League back in the day did like a three episode pilot, which was. Yeah. Um, you know, 60 minutes of. 
Um, oh well, um, I was just gonna say though, like, uh, it's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be uh, seven episodes. Um, uh, but does it have the run times of the episodes? Forty two minutes, yeah. Or running, running time twenty two minutes, forty four for Moon Girl landing only. So that must have been the first episode, right? Um, okay. So yeah, they 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 put two back to back. Yeah, called it the pilot. Okay. Uh, really, 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 really fucking good. Okay, I, cool. I really liked it, man. I think straight away the character uh, Moon Girl is like you know a really likable character straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lunetta uh, Lafayette is is her name. Um, but uh, I I don't really know much about Devil Dinosaur, although I thought Devil Dinosaur is a Jack Kirby creation. Um, I don't know much about Moon Girl. Uh, but that's only because Moon Girl is more recent. I don't know. Like I saw another bloody superhero there the other day in Marvel called Captain uh, Avalon or Avalon or something. Uh, some new, again, new superhero. I don't know who he is. Uh, Moon Girl is a bit more recent than than uh, you know uh, than I would be aware of. I know there's a big push from her, and I do have one or two of her comics because other superheroes featured in and they're like collector type of stuff uh, to a degree. But uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, I fucking it is class. It's class. I thought I thought it was oh, class. Great. I really liked it. That's great. Uh, and I didn't get to watch all of it, but um, uh, I was really, really enjoying it. I think the animation's great. I think I think it looks great. What a weird concept. Yeah, I know, but it's, it was fun. It's really, really like yeah, man. I like you know, obviously it's a kids' cartoon and stuff, but uh, yeah, as in like it's more kind of directed towards kids and stuff. But uh, I mean, like it, there's enough there for for anybody I think to enjoy it. Really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Cool. Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Alison Brie. Mm. Those are the names I know. Um, there are others. Lieb Bearer. Maya Hawke. Michael Cimino. Cimino? 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 Diamond White. I know Lawrence Fishburne and Alison Brie. And... I'm not going to get into who I know. I don't know. Uh... Really, 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 really enjoyable. Oh, Louise Guzman's in it. Ah, Wesley Snipes is in it. Very good. Uh, there's a few. Uh, Alfrey Woodard, you'd know her to see. Uh, Craig Robinson. I like Craig Method Robinson. Method Man. Uh, yeah, so David Diggs, he looks familiar. Oh, June Diane Raphael is there. David Diggs is great. Paul Shear. Uh, so like yeah great cast uh, cool. if this is all Moon Girl brilliant stuff it is um, oh Maya Hawk yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called Uma yeah. Thurman's uh, daughter and Ethan Hawke's daughter um, mm-hmm. yeah brilliant dude it's a really good fun show I shouldn't be we shouldn't be reading out people's names <laughs> like having that. but uh, it's really really good uh, I liked it anyways but then again like you know kind of I, I'm easily pleased. Very good. Very good. I think you can talk about this now. You can tell me if you don't want to, but you've got big news, don't you, Kevin? Yes, I turned... Yeah, you happy to talk about it? Yes, I turned 35 on Wednesday. For the fifth time, you cheeky devil. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I'm born in 1988. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm the youngest of this podcast, which makes my two older peers Sorry, jealous. 90s baby. God, Aiden. Were you, where, where were you born? 82, 83? 1974. 1974. That's not true. He was born in like 84. You were born in 84 or 85. 
When were you born? 63. 63. 83. 18, 12. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, I turned 35. I had just as an aside I saw somebody uh, looking at old episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and they got to the point where the two sisters Hilda and Zelda comment the fact that they haven't been this angry at each other since they had a divide during the Civil War and they chose opposite sides oh. so canonically one of them chose the South anyway <laughs> I would say that was probably Hilda only because uh, Zelda is was far more practical thinking and logical and Hilda kind of would run away with herself and make poor decisions, but then realize the errors of her ways and come around. I don't think one of them was in favor of slavery, but a bad joke nonetheless. I think you were correct in your assertion. <laughs> I used to know you like some really teenage witch. Yeah. Sorry, I just re- I di- I dis- disrobed you. It was your 40th birthday. Uh, disrobed me. Derailed. <laughs> Derailed me. Um, <laughs> you railed me? But, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's my 35th birthday. Um, and uh, I, I was working. I had a nice day in work. It was very, very cool. Uh, then I got home and um, Emer had, like, just, you know, the place all, like, you know, nice and cozy, ready to watch some movies and chill out because it's Wednesday night, you know, we're working the next day. Um, so we got a takeaway and that was really nice. Um, and then uh, I and then the guys in work got me donuts, a big box of donuts and a card and party hats and the, the whole those things. What, what would you call them? Party, like where you go and I go. Do you know what party about? favors? What we call them? Party favors for I those, think, right? Yeah, I'm talking about those whistles that with the paper that kind of. Yeah, yeah. Extend and retract them. But, uh, yeah, so that was nice. I really, really, really thoughtful of the guys in work. Um, we have a we have a good old team in there. Uh, um, and then we had... And then, and then on Friday, mm-hmm. I had all my buddies uh, around Dublin. Because I didn't really want to bother too many people because it was short notice and it was only something small, you know. And I never really do anything to my birthday. So I was just like, fuck it. It's been ages. So let's do something, you know. So I invited yourself, of course, uh, and uh, loads of, well, loads of our friends. There was like 13 of us there. Hmm. Uh, and we went for dinner in Saba on South William Street, and it was great. The food was delicious. Really, really good. And I got I got a, a red curry type of thing with my steak. It was my birthday. I had steak. Uh, but the red curry sauce was an interesting, interesting thing with steak, to be honest. What's an interesting thing is to go to a, Thai place and order a steak. Well, you see, the only reason I did that is because I, I, I never had a chance to look at the menu, so I was really, and I was aware that other people were late, so I just didn't want to make it difficult for, no, oh, okay, the guy ordering, and it's kind of, I, I, he just came up to me on the spot, and I just ordered, because uh, uh, I, I wasn't sure, I, I okay. you know, that's the only reason okay. I did that. I wouldn't normally, or you know, but it's what, it's whatever, and the steak was delicious. Don't get me wrong, they fucking, no, they did an amazing steak. Yeah, I guess I just don't, I don't like. First of all, anywhere can cook steak. I'm not uh, rigidly suggesting that it has to be some sort of steak-specific restaurant. Um, I guess what you were aiming at is like a beef curry type of thing, really, right? Yes, yeah. Like I if so. I if I were to, um, but you just got like steak and curry on the side. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. steak, but it was, yes, delicious. That's what I'm saying. The food was great. It was really, really nice. Uh, and then 
I got a little happy birthday thing, which was really nice. I wasn't expecting that, you know. Um, mm. I got some cool gifts and fun gifts and stuff. Uh, yeah, like kind of like a really, really fucking great night. And to top it all off, Emer and I got the keys. Went home and topped it off. Oh, sorry. No, excuse me. Uh, I don't know what the last one is. Oh, you've had a hard life. Um <laughs> Uh, to top it all off, I, Amy and I got the keys to our new house. Amazing. Yes. The fucking journey is over. That was a brutal fucking year. Because at the end of 2021, we had a meeting with a broker who kind of said to us, like, you have all your ducks in a row. You know, you'd be kind of, you're in a good stage. Go for it now. So we started a house hunt, like, essentially, kind of, yeah. That was when we started a house hunt. Uh, so it's been like a year later, uh, and we've we we've we've got the keys on Friday. It was brutal, but I'm so happy that it's over. I know moving and packing and unpacking and you know all of that stuff is going to be hard work, but I embrace those fucking problems as opposed to you know trying to get the house. It was fucking hard, man. But I'm so happy we got a great little home for ourselves it's very 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 exciting and uh yeah hopefully hopefully you know we really really want to get our own dog and obviously that's not easy when you're renting because uh, landlords do not like people to have pets but um which i don't agree with but uh we 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 we'll look to foster i'd say fairly fairly fast and eventually adopt um, but I'd like to kind of foster initially just because, you know, we're, we'll be settling in and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there will be different bits and pieces to do with the house anyways. So fostering might be, you know, a bit easier to a degree. Because um, if, you know, if we can foster, if we have a week where, or oh, sorry, if we have a couple of months where it's going to be quieter, we can foster. And then if there's going to be more work at some stage, you know what I mean? Like, so it might, mm. we'll see, we'll see. But uh, either either way, uh we're, we're, we're one step closer to getting a dog, which is... I do love that at the end of all of that, it really was <laughs> we just want the house so we can get a dog. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, all boils down to... And I'll, I'll have my own, I'll have my own space in the house, so I'll have my proper, I'll have a proper setup for the podcast, so you can't, you can't harass and uh, abuse me anymore. Do, uh, dear, dear listener, do we harass and abuse Kevin? Dear, dear, dearest, it's, dearest it's off, It's off, off the show. BTS. It's, off. It's, it's, it's BTS. BTS. It's, it's beating Kev. <laughs> um, but yeah, so pretty... Congratulations, pretty, pretty Yeah, pretty swell birthday gift, uh, all mm. things considered, you know. Emery um, didn't get me anything for my birthday, so I assume she's giving me her half of the house, and it's my house. She did pay for my dinner, actually, the other day, which is nice of her. You sent money to me, and I'd send it to her. Yes, please do. But yes, that's my big news. Aiden is licking a comb. Do you know that your tongue... Did I, I probably said this on the podcast already. You can look at anything and imagine what it would feel like to lick it. Your 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 tongue knows everything. I mean... I don't know. May, I, maybe, maybe I know what you're trying to say there, but it's like, yeah, buddy, I can look at anything and imagine what it's like to stick my finger in it. What are we saying? No, no, no. Texturally, right. Your tongue knows Can what everything would feel like if you licked it. Like think about it. Uh, like you know, 
let me have a look around. Cardboard. A mirror. Someone's jumper. Tarmac. A tree. A leaf. But what are, what do we... <laughs> Your brain has, your tongue has all this information in it. If you imagine yourself licking like a roll of masking tape, you know exactly texturally what that would feel like without actually having to do it. And you probably never did it, but you know. I don't understand this. Your tongue? Assertion. Knows everything. How? How? What are we saying? How? How how does the brain intuit? I and, I personally I personally don't need to concern concern myself uh, with um, events. Uh, yeah, event, uh, oh no, science. I don't have to concern oh, myself with the science right, right, about right, right, behind right. these things. But intuitively, right, 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 your tongue knows everything. What it's like okay. to lick a photograph. What it's like to lick a piece of paper, a newspaper. You know, I don't know why you're using your eyebrows. What it's like to lick someone's eyebrow. Have you ever licked someone's eyebrow? No. Do you know what that would feel like? Yes. Listener, I'd like for you to look to your right. That may be a mug. In my case, it's another microphone. I've never licked that mug or microphone, but I know if I, if I did lick it, exactly how would it would feel. So pick something to the right of you. Yeah. Think about what it might be like to lick that thing. Yeah. And get in touch lick, with us. Lick that thing <laughs> and tell us if it felt the way you expected. Yeah. All right. Your brain knows. So I will try and be. I will try my darnest, my absolute darnest, to uh, to be uh, to not miss any episodes over the next couple of weeks. But uh, time will be tight. We have a bit of a deadline to when we need to move out, so every hour counts. Uh, you know. But 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 we have we have our episode this morning and we have our episode yes. next week, yes, uh, which we'll talk about at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but is that, that does that constitute for next weekend's episode as well? Yes. That, yeah. Okay, so I have free weekend so, next weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. perfect. That's great, man. I need that. That's brilliant. Yeah. So what Kev's alluding to is we got a guest coming on next week, but we're going to ha- be going to have to record them a little earlier. So we're going to record them um, in the middle of the week, and that'll I'm be next week's episode that. as well. That's going to be great fun. Yeah. Um, I watched the new episode of The Mandalorian. That's up. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that at all? I didn't. I didn't get a chance, to be honest. Uh, okay. How How did you feel about it? What did you think? It's interesting. Like, I'm overthinking, as I do. As I do. I feel like it's um, been like two years since the last season, though. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, Boba Fett sat in the middle of that. Um, and Boba Fett was a bit of a mess. Um, it's never felt more like a theme park, I think. Okay. Right? It's... It, it's, I was a little surprised by how, I mean, maybe I can, if I go back and watch season two, I think the way the production has gone through the book of Boba Fett and the world they established there, it, it opens with all these Mandalorians, like doing a, like a, a ritual in, uh, initiation. They're, they're giving a kid his helmet. It's like, ooga chaka, ooga chaka, I can't stop that feeling. Deep inside of me. A Mandalorian's helmet has never looked more like a Hasbro product. Everybody was painted up and coloured. It just looked like a toy commercial. And I don't think it looked that way in season one or season two. 
when they visit Navarro and we see Carl Weathers' character, again, the 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 sort of dangerous vibe to the place, the sort of outlying Western town, the sort of Sergio Leone vibes that they were going for, mm-hmm. again, now feels very like you're walking through Galaxy's Edge and there's like a little band playing and there's people in knocking, I don't know, like there's a shop and like it suddenly felt very like an ad for coming to Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. You know, just people walking around very oh, pleasantly really? going about day to day. And I was like, this is a little... This is a bit on the nose of like, kind of like, they're basically making the TV show more like the experience as opposed to basing the experience on the TV show. Yeah, it's and especially coming off the back of watching Andor, which is so rooted in a sense of like committed reality not reality but like committing to the reality of this the this feels Galaxy's, so toy story sorry the Galaxy's like toy edge you said is that, that is the Star Wars experience is it yes yeah. yeah yeah okay cool sorry yeah um so like it it felt its most toy shop I've seen it look in a while yeah um I'm not sure how I feel about that um uh, it's interesting I was thinking about it because it was like a call out for like people to write articles about the Mandalorian I saw and I'd like pitched something and it made me stop and think about like how how there is a conflict with this sort of Star Wars franchise as well like yes. George Lucas George Lucas is of the era of Spielberg and Scorsese and Coppola and Peter Bogdanovich he's from that sort of 60s 70s new wave cinema auteur thing in America but he made the most commercial endeavor of all of them almost you mm-hmm. know um, so there is this sort of like it's Flash Gordon. It's 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 a it's a very commercial idea at the same time, but people connected to a sort of morality and spirituality in it as well. Mm-hmm. So there's this real conflict between the grit and heart of something and the commercial end of it, you know. And even even the planet they go to is it's literally gentrified. Mm-hmm. It's like literally gentrified. Carl Weathers, in talking to Mando, says, all right, you've been kicked out of the order. Fine. I can set you up with a parcel of land here. You wouldn't have to worry. You'd be lit. He says the phrase, you would be landed gentry. Yeah. Like, because he set himself up as high magistrate. So there's, it's, it's interesting that they've got this like theme park roller coaster vibe. And like, it does open with a bit of like that, that, that Naboo fighter that he's flying around in now. Mm-hmm. Um, just like roller coastering. Like there's a lovely like space shootout stuff that's pure roller coaster stuff, pure theme park. But he's literally on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Mm, in the yeah, same of course. in the same breath he's he's on in the same breath as like Buy My Toys. Yeah, of course. He's of course. he's on a he's on a religious crusade to receive absolution. So it's it's such a funny fact that we have these two themes bashing against each other the whole time. Yeah. And people that love Star Wars connect to the... I mean, I think people that love Star Wars connect to the Jedi, light side, dark side, spirituality vibe of it. They love the toys, they love the world, they love the marketing, they love the expanded universe stuff as well. But there's something about this, like, kernel of fucking, like, black and white morality. That's why I always get kind of annoyed. This is the most 
top tier nerd shit I, I'm talking about but like I get annoyed when I saw I saw like an American Airlines ad and they'd like branded one side of the plane dark side one side of the plane light side and it's like choose your side and it's like don't choose your side the Empire are literally Nazis you know Fair. like don't don't try and mark us market us the the shades of grey of of bureaucratic fascism um, but then it is interesting that like Mando is literally a shade of grey. Like, he's this grey character walking through the world, following what he believes to be a path, but getting confronted with the contradictions of it. Bill Burr's character in the last season going, you know, like, oh, you took it off to do this, you took it off to do that. What, but can you never remove your helmet or can you not remove this helmet? Or can you, like, he starts sort of looking at the fine tunings of where the sort of, where where are the grey areas in this doctrine that you're adhering to? So, he then gets confronted with the other Mandalorians and he finds out that he's part of a sect, a cult, that never removed their masks. Whereas, uh, you know, uh, oh God, I've forgotten her name, Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica, like the Queen of Mandalore, who he encounters in season two and they all take their helmets off because being Mandalorian doesn't mean you don't ever change your armor. It's, you guys are a sect that are in a weird position, you know? So he's, He's in the middle, witnessing and finding a middle ground between things. As a class A fence sitter myself, <laughs> um, it appeals to me. Fair. Uh, it's it's interesting to see somebody just trying to look after himself and others and be a good dude, really. Fair. When other people are adhering to extremes, but fuck the empire, like. The Empire the bad guys, right? Not a Star Wars fan? No, no I am, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was. I was. Yeah. I should say I, I should say I was, not I am. I was. Uh, you was? I was, yeah. Um, Are you not no more? Nah, not really. Did you watch Andor? No. Oh, please do. Uh, was, uh, you know, I, I could go the way of the Marvel stuff in the sense of just like, too much, too often, too crap, don't care. There's a lot, there's a lot of rumors... I say there's a lot of rumours. There are some rumours around uh, the Lucasfilm hierarchy and trying to straighten that out a bit so that we get more quality content. Okay. Andor is great. I don't know, dude. I hear it. I hear it all the time. It's like, do I care? Boba Fett is great. Obi-Wan is no, great. No, no. Boba Fett's crap. Mandalorian Season 2 is alright. Andor is great. What about Great. what about uh, Obi Wan? Middling, middling, middling nonsense stretched out over four hours when it could have been two. Uh, I mean, like it's fine. There's stuff I could go back to at a at a at a, at a kind of uh, you know at a push, but uh, Emer and well, I've kind of I was asking Emer if she'd be up for watching like WandaVision and all those type of shows uh, because. It might be good background fodder for, you know, packing, packing and moving and stuff. I've seen it, uh, and like you know, kind of even more than when we because like I when I, I I normally go to cinema by myself, but then I saw Ant Man with Emer and friends of ours and I had a really good time, and I was just like, oh, Emer, like you know, like I don't really go to cinema too often, but you know, if you want to go to see these things, we can go. But uh, the only reason I kind of don't invite her is because I feel at this stage you kind of do need to have watched. X, Y, and Z, and that's the biggest mistake I think they made. You were watching 
you were watching the Marvel stuff with Emer, right? I watched all of the movies up until uh, what's it? Which is the last one? Avengers: Infinity War, Endgame. I can never remember. Endgame, Endgame, Endgame. Uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so we watched them all up until that point. Hmm. And then, you see, I would have continued on watching the movies, but then you have to start watching TV shows to know what's going on in the movies. Hmm. And I think that was a mistake. I think make it like Moon Knight, make it like uh, Werewolf by Night. Also, Werewolf by Night, that's fucking, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's great. I loved Werewolf by Night. It's a good, fun, standalone thing. Yes, yeah. they were talking about maybe potentially doing a Ghost Rider thing this, this Halloween. That'd be cool. Yeah. I look forward to it. It's a, uh, if they haven't started, they're too late. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they did start. I can't remember. Okay. Because VFX and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, speaking of some comic book news, though, we got some casting news this week. Jack Kessie, who I really only really would really know him from as Black Tom Cassidy in Deadpool 2, has been cast as Hellboy. There's been two other roles cast and they've been announced, but they're also, as far as I'm aware, much, much, because when I, when I heard Jack Casey or Cassie was being cast as Hellboy, I didn't know who he was. Uh, I had to Google it. And then the other two actors that have been announced as well, I don't know who they are and I've had to Google them. But uh, it's interesting. You know, I am interested in it. Uh, the Crooked Man, it's a good Hellboy story. Hmm. Uh, I think it's only a short. I haven't read that in Donkeys. The, I felt the art was a bit hard. Pretty short. I felt the artwork was a bit harder to digest on the Crooked Man. Um, you know, you come from Mignola. You know, yeah. then, you, then you get. I can't remember who. I can't remember who who did the uh, artwork for the Crooked Man story. Hmm. Um. It was. It's a good. It is. A, it is a. It's a great. Like looking at it now, like I do like the artwork at the time. I probably, you know, you know yourself, do you go from you go from Mignola. It's hard. I'm just looking at Jack Casey trying to figure out who he is. Black Dom Cassidy in Deadpool. Who is he? That what did that? What Deadpool did, two. What did that character do? Uh, he was in the prison with Deadpool. He had all the like kind of the dreads and stuff, didn't he? Or oh, long man, hair or I don't something. I remember this character at all. He was he was basically on Deadpool's shit uh, in the movie, right? Limit, lim- limited role. Limited role. Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Yeah. But interesting, you know, like uh, like like they're like it's basically like they're giving it another go, but it's like but like I feel like it's because the smaller and smaller budget. That's my fear. Yeah. That's my fear is this is getting kind of diminished. Yeah, diminished returns. Isn't that what they say? That's what I I know what they say. Also, Harrison Ford is just 13 years old. Harrison Ford is just 13 years old. Yes. He a leap year baby? Yeah. Wow. He was born 13 years ago. Um, Wow. And started carpentry. He just started doing carpentry again. Um. But uh, yeah, the cooking man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, look, kind of like let's see, let's see. It could a, a smaller budget horror could be better for Hellboy. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just keep it. We don't need him fighting a giant ten-story building. We need him dealing with weird shit on the ground. Red meat stop. Yeah, but like if you read a Hellboy comic, is is a especially the area stuff? Is there really a moment where he's wading out into a highway and having a big car explosion around him? 
No, no. No. Just creepy shadowy things. I know, I love Hellboy. It's great. Like that spawn cartoon where like nothing happens. Which one? Uh, or it's just a there's just one, is there? There's just the one, I think. Just yeah. the one, okay. I might be thinking of something else. Yeah, I thought there was two. Just a lot of atmospheric shots. I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, and, I love the substance. And Brian has his um his appointment with Dr. Oscopi today, I think, is no, it? Tomorrow, is it today? Tomorrow. It's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. So he's prepping for his yes, he has appointment to, with Dr. Oscopi. He has to do all the laxative it, stuff. and Has and, to stretch. Yep. <laughs> do his stretches. <laughs> Poor Brian Limbering. Um, I had a great chat with Brian during the week. Um, oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I called him on, or he called me on Thursday, I think it was, and we had a great chat. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's flying it. He's doing great. Shout out to he's Brian. He's doing good, isn't We he? miss him. We love you, Brian. Um, yeah, he's doing great. He's really enjoying do- his job. The dog stuff is good. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's enjoying class. it. Yeah, he's great. Sure. All you got to do, if, if, you, if you want stellar dog content, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not following Brian on Instagram. Uh, they've got it going on. You know. Um, Brian and his dogs have got it going on. Yeah. Baby, don't you see? You're just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, what's your plan for the rest of the day? I am going to go, and I am going to watch some movies. I'm going to watch The Ninth Gate, starring Johnny Depp and well, interesting. People. Spoke about it last week as a kind of Hellboy analog in terms of, like, uh, obscure tone and okay. weird, not sure what's going on in this. It's funny, I guy, kind of... Guy in a trench coat running around. I kind of associate The Ninth Gate with The Thirteenth Warrior with Antonio Banderas, but Great only... Movie. Only because they're on numbers, they're, no, yeah, numbers, and they're probably on around the same time. Like one was an RT okay. and one was on TV three or something, you know. Right, right, right. Um, you'd see them on lists, either side of the movie ten. Um, say again. I said you'd see them, you'd see them on lists either side of the movie ten. Yes, terrible. What about twelve, eleven, and twelve? Nightgate, Thirteenth Warrior. Eleven and twelve were rented. Apollo uh, 11 Cheaper by the dozen Always out Cheaper by the dozen again Always out Very popular movies <laughs> uh, Well I was going to say to you um, No but uh, And I'm also going to watch The 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Because that has been requested By our guest Yes we have A sneaky guest next week And we're looking forward to it Um, I have I, Yeah Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Actually they did do they, I did see a few announcements Of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem animation that's going to be coming out, and Post Malone is going to be playing like Rick Fillet or Ray Ray Fillet. Is it Ray Fillet? Ray Ray Fillet. Um, Seth Rogen is going to be like uh, Bebop, I think. Um, that that tracks. There's a there's a good there's there's some good names attached to it, and it looks like good fun. Is it um, a movie? Uh, I think Mutant Mayhem is going to be a movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a beautiful looking. Sorry, I'm just gonna. I, I just I was going onto my phone to check because I saw a thing about it this morning. But uh, look at that for that's a great Commissioner Gordon sketch there, isn't it? Oh, it's pure Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. With the arm hanging out to the side with the gun in it, yeah. that's a Hellboy pose for sure. Um, good old Hellboy. Uh, Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, it looks it looks like fun. Uh, I saw I saw a cool post today. Um, that kind of was was kind of. How do you say? Uh, yeah, highlighted the cast with co- some cool, like new graphics and designs and stuff. You know, um, just some nice graphic designy stuff. Uh, can I find it? Yes, I found it. Um, so I am. Apo- I apologize if I butcher any of these names. This movie is coming out on the eighth of April this year, which uh, should be a lot of fun. But wait, to hear who's in it? Who, who's who? So Nicholas Cantu is playing Leo. 
Okay. Who's now, Nicholas Cantu? I'm not too sure some of these people, so kind of you'd have to you'd have to kind of forgive me uh for for that. Um but let's just see. Some people I do know, some people I don't know. Uh they don't have much on in the line of um the casting on Google, so let's see what Okay, so yeah, so here here they are. Here here are some of the cast, right? So uh Shaman Brown Jr. is playing uh Mikey. Uh Mika Abbey is playing Donnie. Brandy Noon is playing Raph. So they've 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 changed their names, essentially. But that doesn't bother me. You know? Jack- the Donnie, Raph and Yeah. Leo, Donnie, Raph and Mikey. Jackie Chan is playing Splinter. Okay. Uh AO Adeb. Breary is playing April. Ice Cube is Superfly. Seth Rogen is Bebop. John Cena is Rocksteady. Paul Rudd is Mondo Gecko. Uh, who else is there? Post Malone is Ray Fillet. Uh And Hannibal Barres is Genghis Frog. Like, fucking, that sounds like a fun movie. That has a lot of my favorite anthropomorphic uh, creatures in there, you Genghis know? Genghis Frog. Yeah, brilliant. So, so excited. Uh, somebody did a, I don't know who it was. Somebody did a October, an Inktober of basically the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rogue Gallery, and I fucking loved it. And I think I might try and do something like that this year because it's a they're a great cast of characters. You know, I loved those toys growing up. I'm confused. Is this movie animation? Yes. Is there a trailer? No. Huh. Not no. A- so I can't I can't get a look at what this thing looks like or I haven't. Like I clicked on an image there and it's like that's from the game Injustice. Oh really? Uh, I got a... 8th of the 4th, or no, 4th, wait, American dates, is that 4th of August? Or oh, it's probably August, isn't it? You're right, dude, it's August. Yeah. August, okay. August. So still time yet to see trailer. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So, yeah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is back. Uh, hey, America, sort that date shit out. It doesn't make sense. Kevin Eastman. Day, day month year, guys. Day month year. Small, Kevin, bigger, biggest. Kevin Eastman and Larry... Uh, What's the quite creators of Laird? What is it? Laird, L A I R D. Larry Eastman Laird and Laird. Okay, Eastman and Laird. Okay, uh, they sold the rights for that, but one of them kind of reta- one of them retained enough rights to be like, I can do whatever I want with it whenever I want. But they basically kind of like, and he's never taken it up. He's never kind of has done anything about it. But um, the last Ronin I hear is a great book, and I want to read it. Uh, and they're doing another sequel to that as well. So yeah, there's some there's some cool TMNT TMNT stuff going on out there. Cool. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, no. Uh, what I, what I was winding towards or heading towards in terms of ending is next week we are going to be joined week. by podcaster, storyboard artist, comic book artist, good guy, nice guy, former. Employee of the Art and Hobby Shop, Don Leary. Former Batty Firm alumni. Former... No, uh, Batty Firm alumni. Can he, for, can he be former Batty Firm alumni? Administrator. Or he is uh, Batty Firm alumni. You either are... You're, yeah, yeah, he's an alum. He's, he's an alum. He's an alum. Ben Hennessy. Mr. Ben Hennessy. Mr. Ben Hennessy will be joining us on the pod. Uh, their podcast, The Odds Pod. The Odds Pod, yeah. I've, uh, li- I've listened to most of it, I think, at this stage. Yeah, same with Dave Hendrick, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, other, he's a comic 
artist. No, writer. writer. He, Dave uh, is a writer. Dave is a writer. Dave. John runs the Big Bang. Yes. His brother. Uh, that's where I'm getting mixed up. But we have, we have a joint next week by Ben Hennessy. He's going to talk to us about his new comic book, Godfell. Uh, he's going to talk to great. us about Ninja Turtles. He's going to talk to us maybe about Ridley Scott's Legend a little bit as well. That came up in our sort of like pre-podcast conversation. And that's why Kevin and I were talking about it just a little bit in this episode. Um, and like his path in art and creativity and all that jazz yeah. as well. I always like to I'm quiz people on that. Really looking forward to speaking to him. Um, ben is somebody I have... I think I met in my first job with Cavalier. He was doing comic book um, cutscenes for like a mobile phone game. He was sitting in the room drawing comics. And I was like, I want to do them that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we've just sort of been in the Dublin Irish animation comic book world for a bit. So we're going to talk to we're going to talk to Ben. It's going to be great. Also, it's an excuse to watch the Ninja Turtles movie, which is a great fucking. Great shout, great throwback shout. I'm good. I, oh, I'll order pizza. I'm so fat. <laughs>